fact of the matter is, is that I am secure enough within myself by the power of the Holy Spirit that I really don't need your amens for me to go home happy. As long as I'm preaching the unadulterated word of God, what comes back is not important. And every preacher has got to answer that battle. Am I preaching for their applause or am I preaching for your appreciation? When we begin to look at scripture, we find out that giving is a part of worship all through scripture. And I'm, I'm going to be laying this thing out, and, and, and I won't keep you long. Uh, I know you're ordering your hot wings for the Super Bowl, and I know you're getting ready to whatever you're getting ready to do. I just want to say that everybody that ever worshiped God had to bring an offering. And without an offering, they couldn't worship. There's three books in the church, the Bible book, the hymn book, and the pocketbook. <laughs> and I, I am not a prosperity preacher. You will not hear any of that mess out of my mouth. I only ask you to do one thing, and that's tithe. I don't take up offerings for Sister Gordon's birthday. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't take up. I don't take up offerings for my birthday. I, I don't fool with that. I do what the Bible tells me to do. Amen. And I, I, I need to tell you, I've been tithing over thirty years, so it's not predicated on what you have. It's predicated on what you are compelled to do. And one of the things that we'll see is that even Mary and Joseph, when they were engaged and Mary was pregnant with Jesus and there was a taxation, they had to go back to their original place of birth and come up with, they were poor. They had no money, no employment. The Bible says they came up with turtle doves and pigeons to give an offering to the Lord. Just to be in fellowship with his will. That giving is a part of worship. Giving is a part of the will. Giving is a part of God's word. I'm look at four critical applications to our giving. And thank, again, thank God again for Jackie. She, she said it out. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 7. Now turn your Bibles. And if, if, you, if you're doing this by phone and, and, and you get a text message, don't answer. We're in worship. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7 is our key verse. Therefore, now whenever you see therefore, you should ask, what is it therefore? There's a connection. As ye abound in everything, in faith, utterance, knowledge, in all diligence, in even your love to us, see that ye abound in Look, look at the specificity. This grace also. Contextually, the grace is given. You can't shout when there's a message on faith. Shout when there's a message on utterance. 
Shout when there's a message on biblical knowledge and wisdom and then put your head between your legs when we start talking about giving. You, you cannot be inconsistent with the Holy Spirit. He, he talks about placing confidence in this grace also. And see, the premise is that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all that dwells therein. In other words, God owns everything. He owns your next breath. He owns your job. People say, well, I, got, I had to work hard to get my degree. I had to work hard to get this job. Excuse me, you better back up and smell a coffee. Guess who gave you the degree? Because all things come of him. I'm preaching already. Guess who gave you the mind and the will and the initiative and the intelligence to get the degree? God. Well, I'm paying my school. Your school loan ain't got nothing to do with you getting that degree. Trust me. Guess who gave you your job? God. You say, well, I, I, you know when you'll find out that God gave you the job? When you get laid off. Yeah. Then, then, then you'll find out who really the job came from. Do I have a witness? That he is the giver of all things. And all of us must stand before him and give an account of our management of what he placed in our hands. I'm preaching already. When I stand before Jesus, I have to give an account for my marriage. I have to give an account for my children. I have to give a managerial account for the church. Oh, yes. Then I have to give an account for my life. Are y'all getting this? Where much is given, much is what? Required. And the problem with immature people is this. They want the privilege, but not the responsibility. If you take the privilege, you got to deal with the responsibility. That's part of growing up. Babies want privilege with no responsibility. And we got a lot of adult babies in the church. They want to get married, but they don't want to do the work. You want a family, but you don't want to suffer. Lord, have mercy. You want to sit in a beautiful edifice. Look at that. Look at that wood. Look at that wood. Isn't that wood beautiful? Ain't no leaks in that ceiling. Look at the chairs you're sitting in. They're cushioned. You actually sink down. Look at the screens. The electricity is on. There's heat in here. I got a parking space out there. There's no snow in the parking space. I got a mini mart and just some wings after service. I'm preaching up. They got flushing toilets. Sometimes. They, they, they got all of this. And if you think this stuff is free, you're out of your military mind. 
wash carpet. You come in the door, you start sinking. Maybe not quite that low, but you, you, do, you do sink. Mm. As you get caught up in all these other graces, abound in this grace also. In 26 years, I have been asked to preach at different places, and I'll go in and preach. Sometimes I go to a little church, and I know they're struggling. They take up an offering for me as the speaker. And before they bring me that offering, three, four, five hundred dollars, the Lord has already spoke. Give it back. And those of you that have gone with me know I have done that. Just give the offering back to the pastor to help that church out. Are you getting this? Because God loves a cheerful giver. I don't preach for money. Lord have mercy. There are situations that all of us can attest to that God says we need to abound in this grace also. If you're going to shout here and shout there, you ought to shout here. There is a direct correlation from God. I want to look at four critical criteria and get out your way. First, we should applaud God's premise for giving. Chapter 8, 1 to 8. And, 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 and in that, look, look, at, look at verse 2 because it deals with wisdom, the word, the wisdom, the word, and the will. How that in a great trial of affliction, look at the look look at these words, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. On one hand, I'm I'm going through difficulty, I'm going through poverty, I'm down, I'm out, but on another hand, I have a deep sense of joy. I have an abundance of joy. I have riches that makes me liberal. Spiritual riches that make me liberal. For to their power I bear record. This church at Macedonia, amen, was poor, afflicted, but their wisdom was in their attitude. Their afflictions didn't affect their attitude. Their abundance didn't affect didn't, 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 didn't affect their liberality. Their, their ability to live, to give, was based on a wisdom. And we got we gotta, we gotta to try to get this wisdom, amen, within ourselves. People who hoard money never get it. Every person that I've ever met that their whole emphasis is money, God makes sure they never get it with peace. Never. That when you look at this matter of their wisdom, it leads to the word, which is 8-7, 
And, 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 and the word on one hand says about this grace, amen, you know, we talk about sound doctrine. There's some people that stand up every Sunday. Yeah, we ought to stay in a doctrine. Okay, that's great. I'm with you. But, but they won't tithe. We need choirs that can sing good. But they won't tithe. Hmm. We need people to serve in ministry. But they won't tithe. We have made an excuse within us why we won't do what God is asking us to do. And it goes back to our value systems. Look, I had an iPhone, now I got the best thing in the world, a Galaxy phone. This is it. This is better than iPhone. Better. 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 Amen. Better. This thing, this thing is awesome. Some of you got PCs that cost $1,500. You got all kind of email setups. You got, you got the latest of everything, but you rob God. You're wearing the best clothes. We got more women in here with mink. Y'all done killed so many animals up in here. It, 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 it is a tragedy. see no holes in your clothes I know you I don't have nothing yeah you wearing a botany 500 come on now ballet shoes alligator crocodile and elephant skin when we were growing up it was Woolworth all wool ain't worth nothing can I get a witness y'all know what I'm talking about When we begin to look at verse 7, it not only says that we ought to bound in this grace also, but look at verse 9. For ye know the grace, we're talking about grace, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. When was Jesus rich and when was Jesus poor? That's interesting. He was rich in his eternality as God. He was poor in his incarnation. When he took on flesh to save us so he could die on the cross, he became poor. Did you get that? He owns everything. He gave up everything so that he, we could share in this experience with him. This, their wisdom, their word... And their will, they were willing, they were willing, willingly able to give God what God was asking for. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me move quickly to not only we should applaud, but to we should apply the principles of giving. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9 real quick. I don't hear no pages. Y'all on the phone? only bad thing about your phone in church, if your bill get cut off in church, then, then your word is cut off. Can I get a witness? Y'all need to, amen, amen. And I'm not talking against your, your phones, but, you know, open up some pages in here. Look at 9-6. But I say unto you, here it is, 
the principle of increase, he that soweth sparingly, liberally, shall reap also sparingly, and he that is a tithe wad, he that soweth bountifully, will reap bountifully. It's the law of the harvest. It applies spiritually and financially. If I live like hell, I live worldly, I live, amen, cutting the fool, sinful, all that's going to boomerang back into my life. What you send out comes back. Are y'all getting this? But the original context is given. What we send out, God makes sure it comes back. In fact, it's interesting that when we look at this principle, it's also in Galatians chapter 6, don't turn, that the principle of increase is 9-6, but the principle of intent is 9-7. Every man according as he what? Purposed in his heart, so let him what? Give, not grudgingly or necessity, for God loves a cheerful girl. What, 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 what it means, you should not grumble while you give. Let me talk about how God wants us to give. First of all, the principle, amen, I've dealt with the purpose. Let me deal with the percentage because there's no percentage in the New Testament. It says, as you have prospered. I want to deal with that word prospered and compare it. There are, and I wrote down some of the Old Testament scriptures, 1 Samuel, um, uh, 1 Samuel chapter uh, 15, Genesis 14, which is before the law, uh, Hebrews 7, New Testament, uh, uh, Malachi 3, Deuteronomy 12, uh, Numbers 28. And, 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 and what God is saying is the only equitable way for everybody is to begin at 10%. Why? Well, if you make $200 a week on your job, God's asking you for $20. If you make $400 a week, he's asking for $40. As he's asking you according not to what you don't have, but what you do have. Now, look up at Pastor. I got 10 ones up here. 10. I got a lot of money up here. I got 10 ones. And this is my money, not church money. 10 ones. Here's what my God is saying. For every $10 that you have, give me $1 in your tithes. Now watch this now. And I'm going to make the nine-tenths go further than the ten-tenths. What did you lose by giving me one-tenth? Nothing. We buy junk. I, I don't smoke no more, but when I last smoked, pack of cigarettes were 50 cents. How much are they today? How much? $12. $12. How much? Why you look back at her? How much? How, how, how much? How, how much is a pack of cigarettes? Somebody help me out. Don't make me, don't make me patch you down. How much is a pack of cigarettes? Eight dollars. Now, when I last smoked, it was 50 cent a pack. Cools and 
for $40. When I was growing up in the 50s, ain't nobody went nowhere to get their nails done. You. Oh, y'all getting this? The, the girls ain't even go to hairdressers. You smelt that, you smelt that hair burning throughout the house. Can I get a witness? How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? You might have gone to the hairdresser on Easter. But the rest of the Sundays, you was pulling that comb through there, Doc. The boy, the men had ultrawave, and come on now, we we fried our hair. You, I'm talking the '60s, huh? Come to the house, say, what's that? What's that burning? I know you ain't doing it today. We got, you know, we got wigs, weeds, waves, and amen. They don't put a needle on your head and they just kept going. You, you are, you are, you are, you are. It's all right. In the name of Jesus. But think about what we spend money on and yet refuse to yield to God. One dollar out of ten will not, if I take my, just my wife to the movie with large popcorn and a, and a diet soda, I'm talking 30 something dollars, 20, 20 something dollars. Emission, popcorn, can't, how many of you know what I'm talking about? See, where God gets upset is that we make room for everything else. And God doesn't want your afterthought. Well, let me, here, here I got to do this here, God, this is your, God, no, 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 first fruits. Here, Lord, this is yours. Now I'll make it on the rest. Four promises of God when you do this. First, God says, I got your future. Secondly, I got your fellowship. Third, I got your finances. I'm preaching now, Doc. Can I get a witness? God, God, God is saying as you are faithful in this grace, I'm faithful in other areas. Luke 6 says, uh, he'll, as you give, he'll give it back in good measure. The phrase good measure in the Greek means God is saying, oh, oh no, no, I'm not just giving you back money. I'm going to do other things in other areas for you. Your prayers will be answered. Your children will be answered. Your vision will be answered. Your seeds will be answered. I'm faithful. Check it out. 
Look at verse 8, the plentifulness. We dealt with the principle of increase, the principle of intent. Now, now, now he's dealing with the principle of immediacy. Look at the verse 8 real quick of chapter 9. Are you with me? And God is what? Able to make all grace. Uh-oh. Watch it. God says, guess what? I'm going to bless you with things money ain't got nothing to do with. When you're suffering, I'm going to send suffering grace. When you're about, Lord have mercy. When you're going under, I'm going to send sustaining grace. When you don't know how you're going to make it, I'm going to send sufficient grace. I'm going to send stuff you don't even know about. And, and listen, I'm going to make sure you'll see your kids all right. I'm preaching up in this place. You heard Jackie, God is faith. Look what he says. He's able to make all grace. And I don't know about you. I'm messed up. I need all grace. I, 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 need, I need sustaining grace. I need sufficient grace. I need suffering grace. Can I get a witness? He's able to make all grace. Abound. Toward you. Now, toward, toward, preposition, to, toward. God says, I got stuff coming your way you ain't even prayed for. It's coming your way. It's coming your way. And before one jot or tittle, my word shall not come forth the world to end. It's coming your way that ye always having, here it is, all sufficiency in all things may abound to every great work. I have an old neighbor where I live. She's in her 80s. Nice lady. Her husband died about two years ago. And when we have this snow, and the snow's coming down like by, by the foot, I always, these young boys come around, I always pay them to do her driveway in mine. So she called me up last week. She said, Ray, I just want to thank you and Diane for being so, Lord bless you. Now, she knows I'm a pastor. Her driveway cost me $25. My driveway cost $25. See, in the great scheme of things, do you know how much money I blew in the world? Do you have any idea? No, um, no, no, no. I, I am dead serious. I mean, in the clubs, the bars, and Clothes. Are y'all, are y'all, you know, I'm from South Philly. Yeah. Look, New Year's Eve night, everybody had a new outfit. We ain't wear the same clothes now. Diamonds on South Street. There used to be a clothes store called Diamonds back, back in the 60s. Now, this is the 60s. 60s. I got to say that because I'm going to tell you what I bought. I walked in the cabaret, I had a two-piece leather suit with white stitching. That thing was so clean, and I, listen, I walked in the cabaret, and it was going, whoa! You know, they're talking about, who's this? I said, get off of me. Get, get off of me. Get off of me. 
I look like Shaft. <laughs> don't no, don't laugh at me. Some of y'all had them them high heels. I ain't ready. Yeah. Praise the name of Jesus. But I spent two hundred and fifty dollars in nineteen sixty six on that outfit. You know what that translates to today? That's a lot of money. But I was clean. Are y'all getting this? We spent, I mean, today, you're going to Hawaii, Bermuda, Jamaica, and some of y'all doing two and three vacations a year. When I was growing up, this was vacation, Wildwood, if you had a car, Fairmount Park. Come on now, this is vacation. The lakes, this, this is vacation. Yeah, ain't nobody go to these exotic places. Lord Jesus. Mm. My Lord. Look at that verse, verse 8. And see, Malachi 3, don't turn, talks about, will a man rob God? Yes, you rob me in tithes and offerings. God is not leaving it up to us what to give him. He's asking what he wants. And as we, in obedience, give God back, he blesses us. He blesses us. And I can tell you now, as a tither, and Jackie said it, once you start tithing, you don't even miss that money. But now you know you're secure. You know if there's a need, the Lord is there. Can I get a witness? You know if all hell break out, he's there. You know if your enemies rise up, he's there. You know when the enemy comes in like a flood, he's there. We should apply, we should appropriate his promises. Look at 9-8 real quick. We're about to get out of the way. And God is able... As it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Lord have mercy. Look at verse 10. Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Now, now, now let me throw something out at you. Let me show you how things that are not pertaining to money come about. When I came in 26 years ago, we had about 100 to 150 members. On roll, we're talking 12,000 now. God's blessings, because not only did I tithe, by the grace of God, tried to live right. By the grace of God, I had integrity. By the grace of God, I don't touch money. By the grace of God, I tried to handle his management of this place right. So the blessings are, first, on my children. Y'all ain't getting this. They are being blessed because my hands, Sister Gordon's hands, have been at the plow. And we ain't looked back. Are y'all getting this?
The blessings of the growth of this place. The blessings of paying it half off already. The blessings of all the things that the Lord continues to do in and through us. How many thousands of people we've affected for Jesus Christ. All of those things are symptomatic of walking in the light, obeying the word. Now, we ain't perfect. I mess up all the time. Mess up all the time. I'm embarrassed to say it. I told my story this morning. I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed. Before I got saved, I went down Atlantic City, about three carloads of us from South Philly in the 60s, before any casinos were down there. And this nasty girl was a waitress. She was nasty, man. Threw the menus up on the, you know, I'll come back when you know what you want. You know, chewing gum all nasty. There's about 15 of us. So, my God, when the bill came, we was figuring out how, how much each person owed. So I told the whole crowd, I said, I got the tip. They said, you got the tip? I said, I got the tip. So the girl came back to collect the money. I said, oh, I left your tip on the table. She said, where? I said, that penny. I said, that's all you deserve. No, I'm not saved. I'm on my way to hell. I got major issues. I'm like Sonny. They hit us, we hit them. You know, you know and, and the thing was that doesn't it affect you when you go into a restaurant and they don't do a good job? And yes, we ought to, you know, I think the scheme is 15 to 20% time. I mean, tip. Doesn't it affect you? I don't want to give them that much money. Don't, Greg, doesn't it affect you? Why? Because they ain't do a good job. You watch their behavior before you dare tip them. And then somebody that's really good going out of their way to make sure everything's right, you want to give them more. That's the way God is. God says, you know what? <laughs> through all the hell he's been through, through all the difficulty she's been through, through all the mess they're walking through, they're still faithful. So when they have a need, I'll make sure I'm there. I'll make sure I furnish a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I'll make sure your cup of joy will run over. I got your future. I got your finances. I got your fellowship. I got your back. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? He's worthy. Hebrews 16 says, and God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love that you have shown towards his name. It's not all treasure. It's time and talents. Every Friday night, we got folk working with your kids. They ain't getting paid. And sometimes I told the parents, don't come like this is a drive-through. You pull up, throw your kids out, and you go into the mall. These people are sacrificing their time, their energy to minister to your kids. But guess what? God's got their back. 
He will not forget your labor of love. Your time, your talents, and your treasures. When we need mentors or we need counselors or we need uh, doctors or psychology, we got all of it right here in the congregation. Everything we need is sitting out there. I learned that over the years. Whatever I need, I just say it. When my children was growing up and, and, and the PlayStations first came out, they sold out at Toys for Us. All the PlayStations were gone. Christmas was a day away. I got in the pulpit one day and I said, you know, I'm looking for a PlayStation. I had three, I had two CEOs. I had a, I had a third person say, Pastor, I'll make sure your son get a PlayStation. Bought one brand new and said, I don't want no money. It's your present. Did y'all get what I'm saying? Because God loves a cheerful giver. Let me, let, me, let me see what else I want. Let me see what else I want. See what else I want. Pastor, I got 20 jobs. If there's somebody in the congregation who needs a job, let me know. It's right out there. Time, talent, and treasures. Mm. Look at the, uh, <laughs> the promises. We praise him, but finally, look at we should administer God's peace. 9.13 and 9.15. Now, now, now watch this. Don't miss this. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, now the specificity of this is talking about giving. They glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. There's only one way to close this message. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. We don't read John 3, do we? For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God says, I gave everything up to snatch you out of hell. My son to come down there and be spit on and mocked. I allowed him to be, amen, mistreated. I allowed him to go through pure, unadulterated fire. And they drug him to Calvary's cross. They took him to the pavement and strung him out, hooked him up, and spread him out on a cross. And in six hours, when his lungs collapsed, he gave up the ghost and died. Didn't he die? He died till that sun stopped shining. He died till the earth started reeling and rocking. He, he died, I tell you, to a Roman centurion said, surely this was the son of God. But let me hold up because... 
nothing ends on Friday. Your good Friday is making preparation for Sunday morning. And whenever you feel hung up and hooked up, whenever you feel mocked and betrayed, whenever you feel spit upon, whenever you feel crucified, know there's a Sunday morning coming up. Know that God is able to raise you up. Is he able to raise you up? Is he able to save you from the guttermost to the uttermost? Is he able? Is he able to make all grace abound in you, to you, through you, for you? He's worthy to be praised. Here's how you go from rags to riches. You place faith in him. Give him what he's asking for up front. And the Lord will bless you for the rest of your life. Your future, your fellowship, your finances. The Lord said, I'll make all grace. Now listen, we're closing. Now, St. Matthews, you are without excuse. You ought to make it your business right now to start at least 10%. At least. The government takes their 10%. It's called taxes. Isn't that right? They take it. They only let you see it. They take it. You just saw what they just took. Can I get a witness? Isn't that right? God is saying, I want cheerful, willful, submitted givers to say, Lord, this is yours. I dare not steal it. I dare not manipulate it. I dare not shake what I like in your face and not give you what belongs to you. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Now we'll shout next Sunday, but this bud's for you. <laughs> this, this bud's for you. Let me, let, me, let me tell you as I close. Here's the testimony of non-givers, non-tithers. Well, I put in for the mortgage. I didn't get it. I interviewed for the job. They gave it to somebody else. I went to the hospital for one thing. They found something else. You know why? Because, see, God loves cheerful giver. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here and you need to be saved, Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, died for your sins, was buried and rose again, just raise your hand if you want to give your life to Christ. Be honest with God. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Is there one? Just put your hands in there. I see your hands. If your hands are raised, come on up. The Lord's going to bless you for not being ashamed of him.
Come on up. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on. Bless the Lord, my brother. Love you, man. Love you. Love you, man. Love you. Love you, man. Stand right here. Is there another? You want to give your life to Christ. Is there another? Step out. Step out. Or perhaps you want to join in your Christian experience. You want to join the church. Step out. Step out. Is there another? The Lord's going to bless you, brother, for your boldness. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Is there another? Now, brother, come on back. Come on back. Follow the minister, please. Amen. Praise Jesus. Look at, look at this. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Go ahead. Praise him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Wednesday at 7 o'clock, 7 to 9, relationship conference. Sign up if you're going to go to the um, St. Valentine's Day mask. I mean, St. Valentine's Day party. Sign up for the men's retreat. We love you. 